Hello and welcome. This is Antique Dust and we are dusting down the gorgeous series that is Bergerac. So I am Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And we have just watched a rollicking fabulous episode of Clap Hands, Here Comes Charlie, which is episode three of series two. Of Bergerac. Of Bergerac. Oh, so for anyone that's been under a rock, we are covering the gorgeous, gorgeous uh, series of Bergerac set in Jersey with the lovely John Nettles as the, the titular character, uh, Jim Bergerac, which is fabulous, marvellous. So, today's episode, Charlie Hungerford, obviously is very centred on Charlie, uh, is attempting to, to enter local politics and is blighted by um, Donald Early, an old flame and hotelier of Diamond Lil. Um, he's a journalist that's come back after 10 years of being on the island. Being off the island. Being off the island, because he's been a big journalist, but a big drunk journalist elsewhere. So he hit the big time, so obviously had yeah. more readership than 23,000 that the Jersey Chronicle or the Gazette. Uh, so I think even the Weatherfield Gazette has more readerships than that. <laughs> no. It depends what the population of well, Jersey and the Channel Islands is. Well, I think there's lots of uh, tower blocks in Salford where Coronation Street is at. So, um, it was a fabulous episode. What did you think? Um, I thought it was, it was really, I think it was really interesting actually because just thinking about the first three episodes of the series, it really seems obvious to me how the tone changes from episode to to episode. Because episode one, we had a bit of comedy with Elsie Garnet kidnapping um, <laughs> Jim Bergerac's daughter. Then in the last episode we, we, we watched, was um, there was a, a rape storyline. And now we've got some uh, Dennis Spooner nonsense with it was, um, it was, sub James Bond and there's all kinds of shenanigans and malarkey going on it just it just felt like we're watching three completely different television shows this episode it was very um gentlemen in undress in various stages yeah there was a few interesting uh, directorial choices few creative choices featuring uh, men with Big moustaches. Oh, there was a lot of moustaches. There was a lot of, a lot of this, moustache envy there. This, this was a moustache-heavy episode. <laughs> and lots of sort of young men with Scantily clad and, with the towels, and nothing wearing very tight shorts. Yeah. No, I'm not complaining. <laughs> Aesthetically, it was fabulous. Um, so we had so many crossover actors from various TV shows. So, rollicking along to the plot... Um, Charlie's trying to offload a, a knackered tugboat yeah, to he's, someone. He's going to. He's, he's trying. He's negotiating with uh, Rog Blake um, from Blake Seven <laughs> um, with a big with a big moustache. Uh, Gareth uh, Thomas, I think, is is. Uh, he's, uh, he he was in a few scenes, but then just like fell into obscurity, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Well, and he 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 was at the beginning. He then he more or less disappears, and then he reappears at the end in a tug. Yeah, so but not in the tugboat from Charlie. So Charlie's trying to offload uh, a tug, uh, a used tugboat, um, and he's also doing the local local elections for local councillor. So there's lots of vote for Charlie, and he's sort of on the loudspeaker on the back of a Land Rover. I think he's he's standing to uh, as a deputy. Yeah, I think that that's that's the the term that they use in in, in Jersey. So he's standing for. 
Jersey government. Yeah, so, and he's got his uh, daughter, which is uh, Jim Bergerac's ex, uh, ex-wife, who's got a very nice, fetching hairstyle now. She's gone, gone quite short, and I quite appreciated that. So, um, at the same time as, as Charlie's trying to sell this tugboat, someone arrives on a sea link ferry. Sea link does appear frequently. This is the third episode uh, of this series where sea link oh, is very predominant in there. Yes, uh, obviously other ferry services are, are available. In fact, sea link isn't available anymore. Is that's, it not? I don't think so. I is think that, that's gone. gone. I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. I know the hovercrafts have gone. They were good fun. They were super quick. But it made you feel a bit nauseous when you're on them. Um, so, anyway. Um, the, the, uh, an ex-journalist, well, a journalist that used to be a journalist in the area was, 10 was, years ago. Yeah, he was um, uh, sort of driven off the island by Charlie Hungerford when he was attempting to do an expose on his shady past. Um, and he's went off to find his fortune, which he did. He had a few bylines in sort of big national presses in London and things like that. But for the most part, he's been just sort of covering puff pieces and, and what have you. Uh, it turns out that he did have a previous little bit of a drink problem um, and is an ex of Diamonty Lil. So um, we, he, he's there on the island to uncover a story. We're not exactly what the story is. Well, the story we know what the story becomes when he sees Charlie and uh, Rog Blake um, negotiating over the, the, the tug. He's, he's got his binoculars on the Sea Link ferry and that seems to set him off on a particular route because he knows uh, the, the shady past of, of Charlie Hungerford. Well, I, he knows the shady past of the, the, the tugboat skipper right. as well. So I think that might be part of the undercover, but he was he wasn't actually very very clear about what he was there for. But hey, it was all jolly good fun. Um, he goes and sort of ferrets around with Charlie when he's doing a speech and asks a very impertinent question that riles Charlie a little bit. Charlie makes a threat to the journalist, saying, "I'll do you in" or something like something along those lines. Um, yeah. And we have we have skipped a bit ahead though because we've not we've not talked about um, after the after the negotiation between Charlie and Rog Blake I can't remember Skipper <laughs> ca- Captain Big Moustache Bob, guy um, because then he he goes off in a a Range Rover in a, in a Range Rover a with Range Rover. Kirk from um, from Dear John. Dear John. Who yeah. also has a moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're clocking up the, mis- the moustaches. So Peter Blake yes, um, and Rog Blake, I surely shouldn't call him that, um, go off together in the Range Rover and they, they have a conversation that does begin to suggest that there's something, yeah. something odd going on here. They're up to, there's n- up to no good. There's, there's a, a nefarious thing going on here. Where there's a team of people that are being put together where it's important to have the tugboat to go and do something yeah. somewhere in Africa. It's a bit like Ocean's Eleven or something. Yeah. This, this, this or the Onedian line. The Onedian line. <laughs> do you remember the Onedian line? I remember the Onedian line. <laughs> I, I don't see what, what possible connection it could well, have to, a big boat. to this <laughs> Okay. Do you remember Triangle? They had a big boat as well. Kate Mara sort of sunbathing on a rain-swept butt deck. Marvellous. 
anyway, we're diverging now. We're cross channel. We're cross channel. Cross channel. Anyway, that's a whole other. That's a whole other podcast. So um, there's a there's a team of pistachio people and someone uh, from Emmerdale Farm. Um, that was the landowner in Emmerdale Farm that's popping on so great. He doesn't actually say much. If anything, I don't think. He, he's, he has something to say at the very beginning. When I think he had a line. He had a, he, he had a line when, the, when, the, when we first meet the, the assembled gang. The assembled gang. The A-team. Uh, um, <laughs> which is going, hanging uh, out in, in a health centre. <laughs> in Champneys. Pink, Pinkneys. <laughs> Pinkneys Spa. Pinkneys Spa. <laughs> so, um, where there's lots of People running around puffing with um, tracksuits, with, track with cigarettes. Well, <laughs> well, that's that one particular chap we're talking about. He, he's, he's in a in a, in a tracksuit smoking a cigar. So um, I think his commitment to health is not. Um, yeah. um, is not and I say so one. Uh, Kirk uh, isn't very happy um, because there's a Dutch chap that he doesn't like. That's on the team. That seems Jan the knife, I think. Yeah, Jan the knife. He's, he's, he brings the knife out. Um, so uh, there's a bit of sort of like nastiness and sort of nasty. Yeah, there's, there's a bit of malarkey. A bit of malarkey. Then we meet this very stereotypical, annoying American with Mei Ling. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who dies for pound coins? Yeah. On the, I mean, this is this is straight out of Central Casting, <laughs> you know, the the Blofeld or something yeah. from he, the James Bond he's, movies. He's, he's, he's like a, a Poundland Blofeld. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, he's throwing pound coins into the, the swimming into pool. swimming pool for for his his, his Thai servant lady that he waves his hands and yeah, rings in. a bell to get the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he wanted a, a scotch, he'd like have a honk, horn. Yeah. <laughs> Probably something like some something like that. So so there's a slightly unconvincing, stereotypical bad guy with a. A Homburg hat, yeah, and, um, and Kirk Kirk isn't very happy that the um, Jan the knife is uh, is on the team, but is tolerating the existence because they've got a job to do. Uh, Mei Ling dives in for a pound coin, a square pound. It seemed like a square coin. It was, de- it was definitely square. It was a square pound coin, a Jersey so, pound coin. Are Jersey pound coins square? Well, I think they were then. They're more hip and trendy now. I don't know if they are. <laughs> they've they've yeah. loosened up a little bit now. I thought they still had pound notes in Jersey. Because I, I, I was one of one of our followers uh, that tweets along and stuff. Uh, he's he, he sort of messaged something on his Twitter thing with a pound a Jersey pound note. So maybe, maybe they have both. Maybe that there's two. There's a swimming pool full of pound coins when the. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with the poor Thai servant sort of drowned underneath a big pile of them. So, maybe. Anyway. Maybe. <laughs> so, anyway, it rocks on a little bit more. We see the lovely Charlotte, who's looking very glam. Yes. Um, she's not in charge of a pot plant. We do see her a little bit of typing of Charlotte, which is very nice. Yeah. So, so Jim has to have a new ID badge for some reason. So we're off down to the photographer. The photographer well, used to be in Brookside, I think. I seem to, <laughs> uh, I, I seem to remember him. I can't remember the, the character's name, but I'm sure he was in Brookside. Um, and uh, and, and uh, then he just so happens to have been 
taking surveillance pictures of people coming off the plane from the Netherlands. And we and see we, we see Marianne Belshade. Marianne played by the gorgeous, gorgeous Celia Imrie. More of more of whom later. More of whom later. We love now. Then we see um the oh gosh, the Jan the knife yep, the, um yep. and so so anyway, so this is a bit of foreshadowing, I, I think. Yeah. So so Jim now conveniently learns that there's all these pictures of people, people. coming from the Netherlands. Um, dun, 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 dun. Uh, so there's more nonsense with Charlie's election. Uh, we have Diamante Lil that reconnects with the journalist. That yeah. So we get a bit of backstory for Diamante Lil. So she's been a bit of a, a mis- kind of not mysterious, but but we don't know much about well, her. So we're beginning to ha- get, get, learn a little out. bit. She's been married twice and divorced twice. She's unlucky in love. Um, <laughs> she doesn't really quite get people that are uh, alcoholics and they don't want to drink and considering they're dried out because she keeps offering <laughs> the people alcoholic drinks that yeah. I've said they've been off the booze for many years. Oh, do you want a gin to celebrate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she is looking lovely. Um, um, they need to change the menu though because the mules marinara. They must be getting a bit rancid now. <laughs> They've been, on, they've been on the menu since episode one of season one. <laughs> I know, maybe the chef that can't read. We've uh, not seen Gulliver. We've not seen not, No. There's Gulliver. We've not seen him in this, this no, series. He's off travelling somewhere. Or he's stuck in, <laughs> he's locked in the kitchen with the mule marinere. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, overall, uh, so we had a bit, a bit of backstory. He, he goes to pick up uh, Diamante Lil after arranging a date, um, sees the Dutchman follows the Dutchman. The Dutchman sort of then sort of, sort of confronts him. Um, they have a bit of a, a tussle. Uh, the Dutchman knifes him. And then the next thing we do, we have a scene of some children building sandcastles and then digging down and then seeing a hand. So, um, yeah. And this is, this is after, obviously, we've, we've said that uh, Donald, Donald Early, the journalist, has uh, basically thrown an accusation at Charlie Hungerford, mm. and which then, of course, led to uh, Jim Bergerac speaking to, to to Charlie about the nature of that accusation and well, what, everyone knows it's nonsense. What the what the deal what the deal might be, and this is when we're reintroduced mm-hmm. to Marianne <gasps> Belshade. God, she's lovely. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Um, for for us, it's very difficult to see Celia Emery on the telephone without going. Hmm, yes, it sounds like a genuine Picasso, Martin, but I'd have to see it to be sure. Blue boy and move. because yes, mm. we, <laughs> we we have watched far too much Acorn Antiques, far too much of it. And, she, and she's got a secretary called Janet. Yes, yes, not Mrs. Overall. Which I, which given that she's bring brought a cup of coffee, I thought that was a real shame. It wasn't. It wasn't Mrs. Overall with some homemade macaroons. Yeah, her office is obviously incredibly stylish and everything. She is very stylish. Yes, well, she's she got, has a what, one of these combo units of TV, TV tape deck, tape deck, and they've got special sliding pocket doors yes. for a conference room, which is just outside her office, which was. Oh yeah, just she, the height she, of glam. She just so, of it. So, um, Bergerac sort of follows her. Her sort of, gets, sort of sniffs her out with regards to finding out who this guy is because she's working with funding for some this project that they're doing. 
that we're not that's really sort of, very sure of. That's sort of moment. business nonsense. Um, there's a bit of a, a frisson between the two of them where a she frisson. says, No, you have to call me Miss La 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 La, and I can't do this, La 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 La. And Bergerac. And get out. Get out. And then she has that little smile. She has a little knowing smile. Yes. Bergerac then sort of leafs through her diary while Janet puts a phone call through, yes. finds the name of Eugene Field. Mm-hmm. That's the fat American yes. that throws pound coins for the Thai servant. To die for. <laughs> to die for. Who miraculously she dies for, has very wet hair with a very saggy bikini, uh, white bikini. But very pert nipples. But very pert nipples. It's probably quite cold. But quite, quite, quite a saggy bottom. <laughs> not not the, her bottom. Her bottom. Her bottom was fine. Her bottom's pert. It's her, <laughs> was her a, costume goes. Her a bit costume saggy. was like it's, the, the, the gusset was down near, not near her knees. Yes. <laughs> but she, she came out of the pool. She got drenched wet air. It's just like she's trying to flick it elegantly, but not working very well. And then he rings the bell about two two seconds later, and then suddenly her hair is dry. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, uh, um, we? Marianne then goes and visits the Amer- the annoying fat America and the Poundland Blofeld, and um, they're doing business, business, business. And yes, it'll be fine. And he's trying to be very smarmy and said, "Oh well, you, why you're wasted here?" And he said, "Well, this is home, Josie's home." Uh, just as she's leaving, and he's sort of like pouring her, sort of like kissing her hand and putting her jacket on. Yeah, and rather uh, unpleasantly. In a very like smarmy sort of like way. I mean, maybe if she was if, if she was trying to die for five pound notes, then she probably it, it probably more, <laughs> more yes. along the lines. And then Bergerac turns up, and then she realises oh, she he's rifled through my thing. So the bender. Bergerac sort of has a little bit of investigation with him which is a bit useless also it's re- we're also reminded about his alcohol issue because it, it's, there's orange juice there and he's asking is there any alcohol in it so obviously we're foreshadowing something that's yeah. going to come so we're being reminded we're being reminded that jim is a recovering alcoholic, alcoholic. Um, so investigating the murder what we've not spoken about is that after jan jan Mulder, jan the knife right. has done the, the the deed and buried the buried the body he then has a very peculiar meeting in, in a sauna, sauna yeah with the american and um it's Kirk a collection of, of beards Beard and moustaches in a sauna oh, beards and moustaches and very little clothing in in a sauna and i just thought well that's really quite yeah peculiar well obviously obviously i missed all those episodes of the sweeney where all the bad guys rather than meeting up in a drafty warehouse with lots of cardboard boxes they could drive through Obviously, I missed the episode when all the bad guys went off for us naked in the sauna. Yeah, so the, <laughs> the, maybe, maybe we're just being all 21st century about it. Well, I thought it was jolly good. It I, does, was, it I does wasn't feel that there's a little bit of um, homoeroticism. It was. Well, it is it's, lurking it's around. It's just it, yeah. It's like Tom of Finland yeah. in so the I'm, Jersey Isles. So I'm wondering whether the 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 the, 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 the Asian the, the Asian girl and so on it's just a bit of a lady boy a smoke screen yeah for the real proclivities that go on <laughs> at, in this Jersey health spa. yeah all the men together yeah because there wasn't many women <laughs> yeah. there seemed to be very little women there were very very, very, very yeah the only Thai ones <laughs> very little ladies um, so yeah it was if I think it was balancing up because last week it was all very ladies with pendulum breasts and pert bottoms and in bikinis and this pendulum week, breasts pendulum well pendulous pendulous 
Yeah, not pendulum. Because oh, that, that, that the the bad a, guys, the pendulum, one of the bad guys, swing from side to side. Or... <laughs> Makes it sound like Dumbo. <laughs> the elephants on display. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, um, as I say, Bergerac arrives as Marianne is leaving. Uh, Bergerac asks a couple of questions, um, then sort of leaves and sort of gets blocked in yeah, by they Marianne. They have a confrontation. They have a confrontation. And she's going, oh, you've been rifling through my stuff, la, 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 la. And he smiles knowingly and says, do you want to go for dinner? And the and next scene we they're, have, they're, they're having dinner. Yeah, they're having dinner. And they're, they, they're having moule marinere. At the... <laughs> well, she's drinking red wine. He's having coffee. Um, she basically summarises what's... The plot so far. What the plot so far is, just in case we got lost because we were overdosing on men in Testosterone. <laughs> Testosterone. Yes. It, was, it was running down the walls of that sauna. Testosterone was. Running down the walls. I'm surprised the gigolo from the first episode or the second episode of season one. What was the one in the hot pants? Nino. Nino. How the, can you forget the, Nino? Nino. Oh, he's, he's so last season. Uh, <laughs> the hot vicar, though. Um, <laughs> uh, so it it really does. It, it that this there's so much content. It is a general load of nonsense. It's lots of backstory. So we're getting a little bit more backstory for Diamante Lil. Um, we we get the summary that Bergerac does have. If we didn't quite get that he had a drink problem when he's asked if there was alcohol in the orange juice, uh, Marianne summarizes. Well, you're a divorcee. You were seeing a, 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 a French girl, weren't you? What was uh, her name? What was her name? Francine. Oh yes, and uh, you live on this little cottage and da 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 in the valley, which. Is now currently on water, so it's a reservoir now. Um, and which is a plot point. In it was. It was. It, and then we had a little bit episode. more. Yeah, we had a little bit more nonsense. Yeah. Um, and then there. Then we finally get the 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 Ocean's Eleven get together and show a show a, <laughs> in the gym. Show a film. They show a film about some gym. some dictator that's yeah. got someone influencing, him and they've got to do something with getting to the tug yeah. into the port. Yeah. So, so they're mercenaries. They're I think, mercenaries. I mean, that, that gets it, yeah, but it's not quite the A team. It's more like the B team or yeah. The C so that's team. a bit sort of shoehorned in, just really just oh, to yeah. give us some reason for all of this. All this nonsense. Why, why a jersey tug and all the rest of it? <laughs> it's just... You know, we do, we we do, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? So there's, there's a bit of that moment. We meet. Um, then there's a Hearn the Hun. Hearn the Hun that follows Hearn the, Hearn the Hun from Box of Delights. Hearn the Hun. Is that Hearn the Hunter? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Hearn the Hun. Thank you, John. <laughs> so we've got Hearn the, Hearn the Hunter from Box of Delights. He's who, a chauffeur. He's a chauffeur and masseur. And masseur, actually. <laughs> mm, okay. Oh, and he mm. follows Ma- Marianne uh, because, I uh, say, so Bergerac notices that that she, Marianne's being followed by this guy. Marianne then sort of approaches the fat American. Um, he tries to smile mouth of it. She's not buying it. They're going into the gym. Um, there's a bit of a comedy moment. There's a bit because, of a, there's a, bit of a one, comedy one, moment. Yeah, because one, she, she's, one, one moment they're, they're all huddled in the darkness watching a movie being being uh, projected onto the And then we've got the her tramp- walking through. Trampoline, and then she walks male. through the door... And we're expecting to see them to see them all huddled watching a film, but actually they're all unconvincingly puffing on cigars on, cigar, on, 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 on the bike and yes. 
<laughs> doing star jumps over a, over a horse and yes. stuff. So it's all a bit bonkers. Um, she then um, goes back to her office. She sees the Jersey yeah. Gazette. Yeah, because they're, uh, they're running a, pic- a picture of... Yeah. Uh, they're running a picture. Jan the Knife. Jan, Jan the Knife. She notices him, phones up Bergerac. Bergerac then goes. There's a bit of a keystone moment. They're all running around like yeah. nudists. So there's a raid on the, the health on spa. The health on spa. <laughs> and, uh, there's, a, there's a raid on Pinkney's. And it's just scene after scene of topless men being manhandled <laughs> by police officers. And then there's some nonsense where they're on a speedboat going out to a tug because they've not bought the boat from Charlie. Charlie's won the election. Um, um, they're all going out to the speedboats on this tug, which is all a bit of nonsense and what have you. Uh, Charlie's first thing as his new council thing is to evict the uh, fat American. And the last scene we see is uh, uh, Marianne and Bergerac escorting fat American onto this very, very small plane that we don't actually see him actually manage to get into because he was struggling to actually yeah, get to the cockpit. Yeah. There, was a, there was something we need to reflect on a little bit earlier than that because with a, of the horrific lack of respect for their sources, um, I think it's Crozier says, well, Marianne Belshade saw, saw Jan the knife here. But I think, well, that was a bit of a stupid thing to... To, to, to say and that which then conveniently means that that Marianne has to go on the run um, hide from the bad guys and where else would she go but Jim's cottage and then <laughs> and then there's a little bit of ambiguity about the sleeping arrangements <laughs> where, where did where did um, where did Francine sleep, sleep? did in she sleep bed. upstairs in the studio no she slept in my bed and then a quick cut to the next <laughs> so so well. we're, left, we're, left, <laughs> we're left wondering. Oh, but the chemistry between those two is fantastic. Well, anything, I said, everything with Celia Imri is just divine. There's a, this episode I loved. So with regards to plot points and things like that, it's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, it was it was, ve- it was very much a Dennis Spooner episode. By the by, this time he is he is now credited as being the script editor. Of, um, of of Bergerac, oh. so he is he is has the script editor responsibility now of basically shaping the shaping the series. So I, I suspect we can expect more, expect more of the, the 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 nonsense as well as the gritty. It was well, it was it was gorgeously nonsense. Um, we had lots of backstory, and you can see the story arc going with all the characters, um, or there's elements of the characters going forward, which I think is absolutely fabulous. We see Charlotte, she's still indoors. So she, yeah. she we don't know much about Charlotte still. We, may, we have absolutely no idea what she I does. I think we have more of Charlotte. There's a Charlotte-heavy episode. I'm not, there's no detrimental on her. Sides, but there's a there's a heavy episode coming yeah, up because at this stage we've absolutely no idea what what she apart from cycling we've no idea what she does when she's not at work. Well, she's mainly killing pot plants. 
That's, that's what she does at work. We don't know what she does. Maybe it's a hobby. She Maybe. builds over I mean, to even, home. There's lots know, of corpses of plant yeah. pots around a, a flat. We even know a little bit about Crozier with his model making and, and, and so yeah. on. But we know nothing about Oh, we have to refer back to Crozier. It looked like there was a... It, it, this episode was very heavy with male nudity. Yeah, it was like, do your shirt up, man. You look uh, I, 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 Crozier was having a hot date with Jim outside the ca- outside Diamante Lil's place. I mean, his shirt was, his shirt was down. to the navel. Yeah. You, you, say, yeah. you just needed a medallion to finish the, the look. <laughs> and it was sorted. And it was just like... But we didn't see much... We didn't see any topless gym, though, which is very disappointing. So there's lots of men left, right and centre were topless. Uh, except for, for, for Jim. Personally, I'm not that disappointed, but... Um, I think it more than made up for it in other in other aspects. Oh, it was lovely. The moustache gate, fabulous. Um, nonsense plot, but great. I loved it. I would say plots, plot schmrot. Um, five out of five out of five for me. Just for the moustaches. Just for the moustaches. Just for the moustaches alone. Lovely, lovely, lovely. The Jason King moustaches. They were great. Yeah, and it was gorgeous scenery. Um, lots more Bergerac sort of and Jersey stuff going mm-hmm. on um, lots of half naked young men running around yes and Celia Imri and on the Celia phone Imri on the phone and she's got a secretary called Janet we do have a blue boy in law <laughs> and we saw Fitter Pinkness Spa <laughs> so, so overall yay uh, big thumbs up um, so if anyone else has watched this episode uh, please put your comments or let us no, at antique at antique dust on all social media platforms. Tweet us, listen to us, just comment, say hello. That'd be lovely. We are very busy. So have you got anything else to add? I don't think I have anything else to add. Um, other than we will see you next time. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.